everyone, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Jana Puisha and I'm your host. And today I'm joined by Amy de Marsac, who is the Head of Investor Relations and Sustainability. Hi, Amy. Hi, Anna. Thanks for having me. Oh, so, so my, my pleasure. So excited to chat to you. Um, would you like to introduce yourself and kind of explain what do you actually do? Because it's quite a heavy title that you have. Yes, it is. Um, and quite a Yes, a hard one to describe, actually. Um, so my role is sort of split in two. Um, so the investor relations part is because we're a listed company, we talk to the stock market and to investors about the company strategy and about the financial performance. So that's one half of my role. Um, and the other half is sustainability. So looking after the sustainability strategy um, and helping to make changes to the way that we operate so that we operate in a more sustainable way for the future. So um I'm an accountant by trade, by trade. Um, so I started off training as an accountant um, with one of the accountancy firms. And after about four years there, realized that actually I thought it would be much more interesting to be inside a company and to understand what, uh, what makes companies tick um, and to be part of their story. So I joined m and back in 2014 into the HR and productivity team as it was. It doesn't exist in the same way anymore. Um, so that was a bit of a baptism of fire into industry, <laughs> into the world of labor deployment, which I think, as everyone knows, can yeah. be difficult at times. Um, so did that for a while and then moved into sort of the more um, directly linked brand finance team. So finance manager sort of roles and have worked on a lot of the brands over the years. Um, and then... Alongside that, I started getting involved in the investor relations work, and that's sort of how I ended up um, doing the investor relations role full time from 2017. So I've been working away at that for a little while now. Um, and then the sustainability part kind of evolved. So um, involved in IR, it involves talking externally about the company strategy um, a lot and about financial performance and some of our conversations started to lead more to sustainability. Um, so I started to become more involved in that conversation um, and sort of ended up with the responsibility of developing our, stress, our strategy back in 2019. Mm -hmm. More from, I think it was born more from a real passion and interest in the area. Didn't actually have that much experience, <laughs> but learned quite, quite quickly um, about, I mean, it's a very complicated world, but have been on a steep learning journey over the past few years. Um, and I've actually just started a master's as well, just to give me a bit of more backing wow. and a bit of a breadth of knowledge to uh -huh. help to try and guide the company for the longer term in the right way, because there's so many aspects to sustainability and we want to make sure we make the right decisions now. Yeah. Am I right to say that sustainability is something that you are genuinely really passionate about? And that's how you end up driving this wave, if you like, within Mitchell and Butler's? Uh, definitely. I mean, I just see just the huge opportunity at M&B. We're a big company. We've got so many amazing, enthusiastic people across the organisation mm -hmm. who want to do more. Um, and I just think the capacity for us to be able to bring change into the industry is enormous um so yeah definitely very passionate about um having the conversations and, and trying to move us forward and also working across the industry um more broadly to understand what everyone needs to be doing um just to improve the way that we operate as pubs and restaurants more generally mm -hmm. and the whole food system um how that needs to change in the future so that we can stop having such a negative impact on the planet really yeah no absolutely I just think it's fascinating to see how 
something like this is driven by literally just a passion rather than this being your a specific job role I just think it's just amazing and incredible to hear and that's why I really want to talk to you and kind of talk about actually what are we doing right now around sustainability what have we achieved because I know we had a little chat beforehand and I was amazed by actually what we've done so far in the last few years I wonder if you could cover that I think that'd be really interesting to hear yeah sure I'd love to I would say also it's um helped and driven by passion but also I would say that the leaders of the organization also definitely really mm-hmm. recognize the need for us to change um yeah. and to evolve so I mean I mean that's an amazing makes an amazing difference for our ability to be able to progress um so having all of our leaders on board is a, a brilliant positive um so in terms of what we're doing what we've done so far so we originally set our group-wide sustainability strategy back in 2000 2019. Before that, there was good work going on across the organization, but it Mm -hmm. tended to be in silos and the whole company wasn't pulling together towards the same aims. So what we wanted to do was to utilize the scale of the whole company by setting targets at group level and then helping move everybody in the same direction at the same time and making sure we were aligning our objectives to those areas, those global issues that we could have the biggest impact on. Um, So we developed that back in 2019 and we launched it and we're really excited to get going and then COVID (laughs) happened. Um, So that obviously delayed progress a bit, which was frustrating, but um, I think now is a really good time. It feels like things are starting to get back to a bit of normality. We've got other challenges now ahead of us, but um, now feels like the right time to kind of relaunch in a way and and really start to get people engaged in it again. Um, So we actually had a relook at our targets and our strategy mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of this year because the world's changed quite a lot and expectations have changed over the last few years and actually during the pandemic people have become more concerned about the environment which is mm-hmm. interesting so I think if anything it kind of puts the pressure on for yeah, us to definitely. challenge ourselves even more yeah so we've set more challenging targets um so our new targets which um you'll see be community communicated internally really really soon are that we want to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2040, which we think is um, is a really exciting target to set ourselves. It's a massive mm-hmm. challenge. Um, just to explain what net zero means, um, it means reducing your carbon emissions as much as possible down to about 90%, so reducing by 90%, which is huge, yeah. um, and then offsetting the rest, as opposed to you may see some people in our industry talking about carbon neutral um, and what that means is kind of overnight you could buy offsets to offset mm-hmm. your your uh, current emissions but it doesn't actually involve any reduction of emissions so we think the best route the most credible route to go down is the net zero route so that's what we'll be Agreed. embarking on yeah <laughs> great I think just to break it down a bit because I know some people probably have seen this it's when you basically like pay someone to plant trees sometimes that's how this works and actually, it's quite questionable because once you start digging, you realise that's not straightforward. So it's definitely all about reducing rather than trying to offset it. 100% agree with you. Brilliant. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got some really chunky areas that we can start working on. Um, being a food company, food is by far the biggest contributor to our greenhouse mm-hmm. gas emissions. So it's really interesting how we can start thinking about our menus and, and how we formulate our menus to try and have lower emissions. So that's an exciting piece of work. And um, there's lots of other elements that we need to get at as well to get to net zero. Um, but we will we'll, we'll be doing some more 
comms on more of the detail of that shortly. Mm-hmm. So I hope if people are interested, that will be coming. Um, the second target that we set is to have zero operational waste to landfill by 2030. Cool. Yeah, which would be um, amazing step forward. And we want to underpin that by increasing our recycling rate as well, which okay. is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the moment, we recycle about 56% of our operational waste and we're, we want to get that to 80%. So, um, which would just really help reduce the impact of the waste that we produce mm-hmm. as a business and, you know, across 1,600 businesses. So we do produce a lot of waste um, with all the best intentions. So it's an important area for us to look at. And the third area is food waste. So we want to halve our food waste by 2030. Mm-hmm. So um, that aligns directly with the UN Sustainable Development Goal around food waste. Um, and I'm sure people will know of the, you know, food waste is not, just a, a waste of resources and everything that's gone in to grow the food. But um, when food gets thrown away, it, and if it if it does end up in landfill, it produces methane, which is a really powerful yeah. greenhouse gas. Um, so first of all, the best thing we can do if we do have to uh, waste food is to segregate it into a food waste because all of our food waste goes off to anaerobic digestion, um, mm-hmm. which is a process by which it's um, broken down to produce new energy, which is actually a a good way to treat food waste because inevitably there will be an element um of food waste so that's a that's the third area that we're looking at and um we've got our supply chain and operations to think about when we think about food waste Mm -hmm. um and that sort of leads on actually to some of the great progress that we've made so far Mm -hmm, absolutely and so we have made (laughs) we've made some really good strides with when it comes to food waste um managed to reduce the food waste in our supply chain by a, a large amount um, by kind of ha- having a review of the menu and volumes of items being sold and removing those items which um, end up kind of being orphan items and, and perhaps going to waste either in the supply chain or in site. Um, and also to complement that, we started working with Fair Share back in 2019, which mm-hmm. is actually really good timing because it meant that during COVID we had all those unexpected closures um, all of that food which was sat in depots in the supply chain was able to be distributed to communities who needed it and who you know during covid people there was a lot of food poverty um with mm-hmm. people struggling um not having work etc so in 2021 we donated um 98,000 meals which i think is great use of that food which oh, would have otherwise have gone to a mm. yeah no so that's exciting yeah, so um, so we are able to to distribute some of that food which might other go to otherwise go to waste, and some of our brands are working with Too Good to Go, which is also great. Mm-hmm. So Toby Carvery and Stonehouse are currently working with those guys, and um, and they are managing to find home for food which would otherwise go to waste at the end of service. So that's also been a really good progress. Yeah, that's amazing to hear. Actually, I love that app, and if anyone, someone who's listening, is not doesn't know what that is. And so you just unload the app. It's called To Go To Waste. And basically, To Go To Go, sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah, Too Good To Go, yeah. Too Good To Go. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> yeah. So you download it and you check the businesses around you and basically can get in the queue, pay a few quid, and you get a meal at the end of the day, whatever is wasted. So, yeah, I think it's amazing thing to do. Yeah, it's a brilliant app. Definitely a really good idea. So we're looking at how we can um, possibly get that into more brands which is really exciting so 
if that's something that interests people, they could mm-hmm. start that conversation internally, put a bit of pressure on. And <laughs> <laughs> um, some other good news stories of things that we've already done. So um, all of our sites are powered with 100% renewable electricity, which I think is a really positive story. So, so um, all of that electricity that we consume is all from renewable sources. That's amazing. Do you have any information like what does that actually mean? Where does that come from? Yeah, so all sorts of different renewable sources. So it's it's something that's called their rego backed, which is um, basically energy providers produce a certain ha- quota of renewable electri- electricity. Um, mm-hmm. And so then you can subscribe your demand to, to be these um, approved units of renewable energy, which are produced and then go into the grid. Um, so they're from all sorts of different renewable sources. Uh, they'll be from solar, wind, mm-hmm. etc. That's amazing. I think that's such a cool fact. <laughs> I think we should be shouting about it. Yeah, yeah. we should. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some other really good things that we've done. So we are founding members of the Zero Carbon Forum, which if people haven't heard of what that is, it's um an industry group which is all working together with some of the other big players in the industry and small players in fact mm-hmm. um to develop a roadmap for the whole industry to get to net zero um which is amazing because it's just sharing information helping everybody do better um saving people lots of time because lots of companies don't have resources internally to spend a long time formulating mm-hmm. these plans so it's an amazing um it's been a really good resource for us and to help our start our thinking um, and it's been in, in place for a good few years now so it helped us at the beginning to start thinking about those really chunky bits of work that we could start cracking on with and thinking about and now we're taking that forward to developing our own really detailed roadmap to net zero mm-hmm. that I mentioned earlier so that's great we we remain active with those guys um, contributing to that working group um, some of the other really good things that we're doing. So we have some really great charitable partnerships that we've been working mm-hmm. with um, a charity called Social Bite. Um, so they're a homelessness charity. They do amazing work. So if you're interested, maybe have a bit of a Google. Um, and just recently, we have had um, two people from their academy, which helps people who've experienced homelessness get back onto their feet and back and to get independent mm-hmm. again and um, we've had two people placed from their academy in um, our sites in Glasgow so in a harvest and in a browns and that's gone really positively from everything that I can understand and we're looking at how we can expand that further and to get more people involved directly um, with the charity and with the people on the academy mm-hmm. so we can start feel like we're giving back kind of you know directly from the business which I think is really exciting absolutely and actually can I just plug another episode very quickly I actually produced an episode between Josh Littleton who's a founder of Social Bite and one of our operational directors so I think um yeah that'll be really if anyone wants to listen to that if you haven't I will link that below but they talk about how Social Bite actually got created and I think it's yeah. such a cool story yeah Josh is an amazing guy the work he does mm-hmm. is great and he's really interesting to listen to for sure so yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> and I have to make a shout out as well actually so um, one of the other areas of work that we've made great strides and it's all down to one person is in our kitchen equipment and refurbishment so Ellie Wrighton who some of you will know um, from her work in developing our kitchens has um, has a real passion for sustainability and has been banging the drum for a long long time mm-hmm. and she actually off her own back started a program of refurbishment 
refurbishing kitchen equipment and getting it back into sites um, as part of the investment plan, which meant that we managed to save hundreds. I think we're near to may have hit a thousand pieces of kit saved from having gone to landfill. So yeah, she's been doing amazing work. So if you do anything with Ellie, give her a, give her a round of applause because she she is really doing amazingly. (laughs) So those are, yeah, I think those are some of the really chunky bits of, of, of work that you know we've made progress we've got lots going on to support the targets that we've set lots of initiatives in train and there'll be um lots of communication stories coming shortly to sort of get into a bit more of the detail Mm -hmm. of what we're doing and explain explain a bit more information on on what's happening no absolutely because i know that so many people care Uh, so many of just genuinely care about trying to do better and it's just sometimes really hard to see how do we connect to the bigger picture mm. so it's great to hear to hear that actually organization wise we are doing so many different things and so many different initiatives are happening but I also wonder because there's a level of personal responsibility I think that feeds into this as well what do you think that looks like and maybe people who do work in our businesses or even just living their life um what can we do in our daily life to make things just a little bit better Yeah. And I would say on that, I mean, everyone is learning all the time and it's really complex area. It can sometimes feel really overwhelming Mm because there is a climate crisis and that is um, on, on media, you know, on the TV all the time. So it can, it can sometimes feel a little bit overwhelming about what we can do, but I think the main thing that I've taken from being um, in the sustainability world is that small changes do make a big difference and if everybody can make a small change that will make a bigger difference than the odd person living a totally you know perfectly sustainable life so um I would encourage people just to try and make small changes to their everyday lives that they can do and also just to try and um learn as much as possible about the subject there's loads of really good information out there and in our internal communication on various subject matters we'll send some links out if people are interested to read further and we'll try and give some background info yeah because I think each each area is really complicated um from a MMB perspective I think some areas which everyone can um help contribute towards is um to engage with their energy ambassadors so we've got energy ambassadors in every Mm -hmm. district now which is amazing so those guys are really helping um, to reduce our energy consumption and they've been trained and given a lot of information on what are the key areas that we can focus on to help reduce consumption and that that can be anybody in the team who can have those conversations Mm -hmm. and and just you know, sense check. Oh, should we be turning on that piece of equipment at this time, or maybe should we do it later? Um, so, I definitely would encourage people to get on board with the energy work that's going on. Um, I mentioned waste and recycling earlier, and it's, it is a really, really important area for the whole mm-hmm. company. So, I would encourage people to um, to segregate waste as best as they can, and to recycle as much of the recyclable materials as possible. Um, and we're looking at um, how we could potentially expand the materials that we do recycle um, and what would be the best strategy for that. And we're working with our suppliers as well to look at everything that comes into sites where we can reduce the amount of packaging um, and how we can make sure that everything that does come in is easily recyclable because we appreciate mm-hmm. that everybody's under a lot of pressure, They're busy, very busy in their normal day jobs. So um without putting a lot of extra work on people's plates, we want to find a way that people can recycle. Um, 
So that's really important. And food waste, as I mentioned, segregating food waste is really key. It's it's quite harmful when it ends up in land. Um, well, not that we send a huge amount of waste to landfill, but the best place it can go is in those food waste bins. And then it will mm -hmm. go to anaerobic digestion and it will create new energy. So the more um, that we can put in there, the better. Um, so those elements are, are really key. Um, also, we're really conscious to get the gather all the really great ideas that I'm sure are out there. Yeah. So um, I'd love for people to look out for a, t a live Teams event, which myself and David Gallagher are going to hold. Um, the date will be communicated. Um, it's going to be sort of the beginning of May, mm -hmm. um, where we'll be able to share a bit more detail about the strategy Perfect. and more about the initiatives that are going on. And we would love some feedback um, from any quick wins that people see and kind of think, oh gosh, we should just change that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, or where, what can we do about this particular issue? Any of those thoughts, we really, really appreciate it. And that will be um, an opportunity to feed those ideas through and to discuss them and um, come up with some plans. So um, it would be great for as many people could participate in that as, as possible. And I think just in day-to-day like, in -day life, um, I've been amazed looking at the emissions of um, the, our food and our food supply chain. Um, so of our total greenhouse gas emissions, food makes up about 70% okay. and ruminant meat makes up 40%. Um, so it's a huge element. So there's some really interesting information out there about the amount of emissions that food does create. And I think it's just a really helpful thing for as many people to know as much as possible about that. Yeah. So I think it's a really interesting thing to read up about. I mean, I will say I'm I'm not vegan. I kind of do just I try to make uh, I suppose you could say flexitarian, but um, sometimes I'll treat myself to a steak. Um, but I do try. I have changed the way that I look at food, um, having worked in this area. So um, so yeah, I know some people already be devout vegans and well on their way, but um, I think it's just <laughs> an interesting area for people to uh, to learn about and to to think about the food choices that we make yeah absolutely i think it's all about the education is actually knowing making those informed choices and understanding where you actually come from no i agree yeah. no that's fascinating what what's next for you then amy thank you so much for kind of talking us through everything that has happened so far already is there anything that you're excited about anything you would mind sharing that you're really looking forward to yeah we've got some really exciting things going on um so one of the things we're just about to to, to, to launch or to embark on is um, some menu trials where we're looking at some mm -hmm. slight changes to menus um, to see what that impact is going to be on our emissions. It is just such a huge area for us. So I'm very excited to see what the outcome of that is going to be. And the food development guys have worked really, really hard on um, making that possible for us. So that's been amazing progress. So very excited about that. Um, we're also, we've got sort of an Ignite session coming up shortly, which is going to include more sustainability mm -hmm. focused initiatives, which I think will be fantastic because um, we'll be able to get some momentum um, behind the work that we're trying to do. At the moment, we've got we've got three working groups in place, which focus on different areas of the strategy. Yeah. And um, we're very much asking people to sort of do that alongside their day jobs. Um, so I think it will be very powerful if we if we have some more of those initiatives sitting within the Ignite Workstream where we um, we do get a lot of momentum behind that work. So that's really exciting. And I think we're just learning at every corner mm -hmm. at the moment. So <laughs> it's been great uh, learning on the on the masters that I'm doing as an, I'm an apprentice on that. 
masters. Um, so I'm just looking forward to learning more on there and bringing that back to MB and seeing what other areas we can start focusing on um, and the changes that we can continue to make. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you so much. And obviously you've mentioned that you have the forum coming up, which will definitely will link the information below. But are there any other ways if someone wants to share their ideas or would like to get involved, any other ways that people get can get in touch potentially or submit their thoughts? Yeah, it's a good point, actually. We are in the process of setting up an, um, a, pati- a, a specific web um, email inbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't quite managed to uh, get that set up yet but we will do soon and it will be sustainability at mbplc.com um so yes i it's a good reminder i'm gonna get straight onto that now and see if we can get that set up because yeah we are very very keen to hear people's feedback um but i think that live event will be a brilliant opportunity because mm-hmm. we will aim to give um immediate responses to points and to um explain how maybe how some of the points that people raise may be already integrated into some of the work that we're doing um, or it might be in the pipeline. So I'm keen to explain in person if possible um, responses to to any feedback that people have, you know, over email, sometimes it's not as personal. So um, if people can't make that event, um, I would encourage, we'll we'll put a link on so they could submit a question Mm -hmm. in advance and then we'll record it so it's available afterwards. Amazing. So good to hear. No, that's great. Listen, Amy, thank you so, so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I thought it was such a good overview and very educational, actually, to know what, <laughs> what has been happening in the background, sort of stuff that we don't hear about day to day, but actually so much has been happening. Yeah, I hope people are encouraged by the amount of work that is going on. I do hope mm-hmm. so. So I look forward to um, having some more discussions with people as time goes on. No, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you.